Imagine for a moment a huge vault of a bank. And this vault is filled with rows of unlabeled deposit boxes. However, each deposit box has a glass facade, allowing everyone to visualize the contents of the deposit box, but does not access it. When a person opens a new deposit box, it receives a key that is unique to that box, and making a copy of that key does not duplicate the contents of the box. And in the same way, even though you have the key, the box is not technically yours. You only have the ability to access what's inside of it. And this analogy is perfect to describe basically how data is stored on the blockchain and how you deal with that. And it was first proposed by Fabrizio Santos of Cointelegraph, where to sum it all up, a blockchain is like a series of glass boxes with contents everyone can see, verify and can change, and everyone knows where the boxes are and what they contain, although they're not necessarily owners of it. And this is a great way to understand the blockchain, which is definitely a transformative Web3 technology, but whose practical applications on traditional businesses are not very easily understood. And this is why we are going to dedicate this episode of Meta Leadership to better understand how blockchain can help your traditional business and how we can better identify applications. Here's your host, Andrea Iorio speaking. I'm an Italian keynote speaker to more than 100 companies per year, focusing on digital transformation, leadership and innovation, and a best-selling author of two books in Portuguese. I'm based out of New York City, and I worked over the last 10 years in Brazil as the head of Tinder and as chief digital officer at L'Oreal. I'm an economist specialized in behavioral science from Bocconi University. I hold a master's degree in international relations from Johns Hopkins, and I currently teach at the Executive MBA at Fundação Dom Cabral, the top executive business school in Latin America, according to the Financial Times ranking. And if you enjoy the podcast and want to get in touch, you can contact me at andreayoyo.com or on LinkedIn, where I engage daily with my community of more than 60,000 followers with contents at the intersection of business, technology, behavioral science, and philosophy. So, hit me up there. Highland Foods is a Korean food company that specializes in the sourcing, import, and distribution of meat to various retailers across the country. But they had a problem, namely the lack of visibility of their cargo. And this is a common problem for importers as they often have little to no visibility on shipments until the vessel arrives at a port. However, unforeseen changes to transport plans can cause delays, making it challenging to prioritize and reroute the other shipments. Beyond that, as they deal primarily in perishable items, Highland Foods has to arrange for the immediate transportation of their cargo as soon as the shipment lands in Korea. And managing these unpredictable changes led to a lot of time and effort being diverted away from their core business. So they needed a solution that could provide them with greater end-to-end visibility and help them manage their supply chain more efficiently. That's when TradeLens came into play. And TradeLens is a blockchain-based platform developed jointly by IBM and Maersk, supported by major players across the global shipping industry, comprising shippers, freight forwarders, ports and terminals, ocean carriers, intermodal operators, governmental authorities, custom brokers, and more. And each entity shares information that can be tracked, stored, and auctioned across the platform through a shipment's journey. The TradeLens platform is accessible via an open API and brings the ecosystem together through a set of open standards. It is powered by Hyperledger Fabric Blockchain Technology and IBM Cloud, and the platform enables the industry to share transportation documentation and collaborate securely. The result for Highland Foods? 
Well, Sanghob Song, team leader at Highland Foods, said that through the TradeLens API integration, we were able to perform auto data synchronization into our EDI system three times a day, which enables much more effective inventory management. We were also able to plan our warehouse schedule at the bonded area better via real-time ETA updates and notifications to the task owners. And this is amazing, right? And it is pretty clear now that thanks to its transparency and real-time updates, blockchain can help solve the problems of access to reliable real-time information shared on a decentralized network. So with this in mind, let's better understand the potential use cases for blockchain, which we can separate in two big groups, uh, which are record keeping, namely storage of static information, or record of transactions, namely registry of tradable information, um, and six sub-applications. So on the record keeping side, we have static registry, right, for storing reference data. Second, identity, distributed database with identity-related informations. And three, smart contracts, set of conditions recorded on a blockchain triggering automated self-executing auctions when predefined conditions are met. On the transaction side, we have dynamic registry, namely dynamic distributed database that updates as assets are exchanged on a digital platform. Uh, we have payments infrastructure, right? Um, dynamic database that updates as cash as cryptocurrency payments are made. And others, other use cases, namely, you know, initial coin offerings, blockchain as a service, and so on. And when it comes to blockchain, although the financial sector accounts for more than 30% of the complete market value of the technology, a market value that is poised to reach $67.4 billion by 2026, according to Markets and Markets, the value of the ecosystem has also begun to spread to other technologies, such as manufacturing, 17.6%, distribution and services, 14.6%, and the public sector, 4.2%. And in these sectors, when we look at the short-term impact of blockchain, we see that although blockchain might have the disruptive potential to be the basis of new operating models, its initial impact will be to drive operational efficiencies. Costs can be taken out of existing processes by removing intermediaries or the administrative effort of record-keeping and transaction reconciliation. And this can shift the flow of value by capturing lost revenues and creating new revenues for blockchain service providers. Based on McKinsey's quantification of the monetary impact for more than 90 use cases analyzed, they estimated approximately 70% of the value stake in the short term is in cost reduction, followed by revenue generation and capital relief. Certain industries' fundamental functions are inherently much more suited to blockchain solutions, with the following sectors capturing the greatest value financial services, government, and healthcare. And financial services' core functions of verifying and transferring financial information and assets very closely align with blockchain's core transformative impact. Major current pain points, particularly in cross-border payments and trade finance, can be solved by blockchain-based solutions, which reduce the number of necessary intermediaries and are geographically agnostics. Further savings can be realized in capital markets, post-trade settlement, and in regulatory reporting. And these values, opportunities, are reflected in the fact that approximately 90% of major European, North American, even Australian banks are already experimenting or investing in blockchain. The strategic value of blockchain will only be realized if commercially viable solutions can be deployed at scale. And uh, basically, more than 90% potential uh, use cases uh, across those six categories, uh, 
were basically found. Uh, and while many co many companies are already experimenting, meaningful scale remains three to five years away for a series of reasons. First of all, lack of common standards, right? Second is that the technology must prove to be more feasible. And then the fact that many physical assets must be digitized in order to provide data in the blockchain. And last but not least is the need or of critical mass. In the sense that blockchain's major advantage is the network effects. But while the potential benefits increase the size of the network, so does the coordination complexity. For example, a blockchain solution for digital media licenses and royalty payments would require a massive amount of coordination across the various producers and consumers of digital content. So, natural competitors need to cooperate, which is not straightforward, and it is resolving this competition paradox that is proving the hardest element to solve in the path to adoption at scale. The issue is not identifying the network or gave, even getting initial buy-in, but agreeing on the governance decisions around how the system, data, and investment will be led and managed. Overcoming this issue often requires a sponsor, such as a regulator or industry body, to take the lead. Furthermore, it is essential that the strategic incentives of the players are aligned, a task that can be particularly difficult in highly fragmented markets. So, with these reflections in mind, I would like you to think about this as an exercise. And that's it for today. Thanks for making it until the end. I'll also love to hear what did you think about this episode. See you next week with another new episode of Meta Leadership.